0: The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast
1: family. com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Cast. This is a, kind of a first episode of this podcast where it's not under one of the other na- uh, names or labels. Um, I'm John Burke, and with me is Matt Hudson. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight, John. It's always a pleasure to talk movies with you, and I'm excited to be here for this particular show. Yes, and this episode. Is a South by Southwest preview episode. So I'm going to be going to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas this coming week. And we're going to go over uh, not all of the movies I have scheduled, but about two a day for the eight days I'll be watching movies. And I will not be going to South by Southwest, but I will be (laughs) helping
0: John discuss them. Uh, And I've also got a couple of films which he hasn't picked, which I will very quickly go into at the end that these are the films that I would see if I was going.
1: Now, um, I've been lucky with, uh, being part of BerkReviews.com that I've gone to a couple of film festivals, but this is the biggest one I'm going to. And if listeners have never been to a festival or don't know what they are, um, movie makers across the world enter their movies into festivals all over the world as well. They're, pop up every couple of months there's probably five or six going on right now but South by is a large one. so there's some big movie releases um, a couple that I'm not gonna talk about in detail but like a quiet place is premiering uh, B- blockers the John Cena Leslie Mann um, <laughs> yeah uh, those are all premiering there and uh, unfortunately for me Isle of Dogs is premiering here in the states at the end of the festival but I'll already be home. And I'm really sad about that one. but That is bad luck. It is. Um, although, I do have to work that Monday, and I wouldn't have got home to like, way after midnight. So, it, it works out in the long run for me, but I am disappointed because I can't wait to see IL for Dogs. I think it only comes <coughs> out about a week later anyway, so you haven't got too long to wait. Yeah, I'm just hoping it shows up uh, close to me that week. Um, but... So there's tons of movies playing all over Austin, Texas, and that's why my films that I have scheduled may or may not stay because I don't know if it's all going to work out time-wise. Like a movie lets out and there's 10 minutes for the next one I want to see, but it's a 20 minute drive or 15 minute bike ride or whatever. I don't know that I'm going to make everything I have picked out, but I hope so. Um, these are movies that I really want to see and that have caught my attention for some reason or another. Um, are we going to start with yours, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm more than happy. You've mentioned A Quiet Place. Um, that would have been one of the
0: ones, but obviously mm. that's one of the bigger hits of it. So I'm going to go in with uh, a movie called Ghost Stories. Ah. It it stars my man Martin Freeman um, mm. and also an illusionist Darren Brown, which is mm, strange casting, but hopefully that works out. It's essentially it's about an arch skeptic, Professor Philip Goodman, Martin Freeman, uh, who embarks upon a terror-filled quest when he stumbles across a long-lost file containing details of three cases of inexplicable hauntings. Now, I'm looking forward to that firstly because Martin Freeman is in it, mm-hmm. but secondly because uh, I'm on the lookout for a very a good modern haunting film that has sort of an atmospheric mysterious vibe to it and I didn't get that with Winchester I didn't get anything with Winchester <laughs> apart no. from Headache so I'm hoping that this could be the one don't know too much about it apart from that synopsis and who's in it but um, that's one I would be looking forward to uh, and another one was a, a strange looking film but it's called The Ranger hmm. and it's uh, it's about a group of punks uh, and I mean that literally not figuratively <laughs> who are uh, getting into trouble with the cops uh, they go, they flee into the woods. They're they're all high on a, a drug called Echo, so trying to lay low, they're getting high. Ch- Chelsea, she's the main uh, protagonist. She's got, she has some kind of reservation about going back into nature, and she's got secrets, and she's not sharing them with her punk friends. But then suddenly, well, uh, she get the, the, a gun fires at them, and suddenly there's an unhinged park ranger with a surprising axe to grind. <laughs> Is suddenly after them, so I'm thinking this could be a. Uh, it sounds like it could be a comedy slash horror, but um. Yeah. That's why, just the the idea of a couple of punks for one in the, in a in an indie film like this being chased by a manic, wired park ranger with a gun. Yeah, that sounds pretty be, interesting. It could either be horrendous or it could be one of those kind of indie cl- classics which ends up being quite good. So. Um, they were, the, they were the two that kind of caught my eye. And also, just quickly, a conversation with uh, Olivia, uh, uh, Olivia S.A.S., um, which has been oh. modded by Richard Linklater. Yes. Yeah, that I would be saw fantastic.
1: that. I would love to get into that. I don't know. I, this is my first time at this festival, so I'm not sure what to expect for those like side events, like if I'm going to be able to get in. And same thing with A Quiet Place. I'm not sure how big of a line there's going to be to get in so i want to see that but i'm also prepared to see something else if that becomes like unlikely
0: yeah and again it's going to get a wide release fairly soon and i just wish i could pronounce olivia assayas his name <laughs> correctly but yeah mm-hmm. that would if you could get into the, into that that would be an interesting um side almost like a um refresher from much from seeing the movies so yeah. um They'd be, they'd be the three that I would be interested in that weren't on the 16 very interesting movies that you have picked.
1: And I am planning on going to Doug Loves Movies. He's doing two live shows, and that's one of my favorite movie-related podcasts, where they do like movie trivia with two, actually three to four guests uh, on average. I would love to be a guest. I don't think that's going to happen this time, but it's something um, I'm going to keep shooting for, that when he comes to Florida, that one day I'll be on Doug Loves Movies, because I think I could do a pretty good job with the uh, trivia. As a film teacher, I'd imagine you've got some pedigree. Just keep nagging him. Just throw
0: throw mm-hmm. business cards at him. Throw a t-shirt with your name on it. Whatever you can to get his attention.
1: Yep. And I will be passing out stickers and um, cards at South by Southwest. Absolutely. Obviously, the stickers are kind of cooler than the cards, but I'm going to be <laughs> passing both out um, to help promote Burke reviewscom so if you listen to the podcast and you're at south by southwest and you see me um, definitely hit me up for a sticker I'll be on the lookout for
0: um, book watch as well how many pictures gonna be hashtag book watch please oh yes I like that I like the
1: sound of that very much Um <laughs> yeah. so before we get into my list um, I have picked kind of haphazardly but I try to find something that appeals to me I like to do a variety of films Um, Some of these are picked because they have female directors, and I want to support that as much as I can. And some of them I may not get another opportunity to see, so this is uh, where my focus is. But I also have to say, um, A24 has won me over in so many ways. I tend to love their movies, so I, I do have a few A24 movies on this list that if I wait, I could probably just see here but I would like to get the jump on it. You know, they're, they're premiering here or they're uh, following up from Sundance and I don't want to miss it. So I'm going to see them. I don't blame it. A24, one of those studios similar to Pixar, who just
0: have seemed to just churn out Mm -hmm. brilliant film after brilliant film, even if they're slightly bizarre and off kilter, they just churn out some fantastic original films. And there's one in
1: particular, which I know is getting a lot of hype, which is on this list, which I'm looking forward to. Yes, I am both freaked out about that one but um excited to see it
0: i'm excited to hear you, what you think about it once you've uh, come back stop hiding behind your
1: chair yeah <laughs> i hope that it scares me that much but let's not give too much spoilers we're gonna go day by day starting on friday march 9th um talk about the movie uh directors actors and then a brief summary provided by south by southwest and then why i'm interested in it Fantastic. I'm ready when you are. All right. So, Friday, March 9th. um, First movie we're going to talk about is Social Animals. It is directed by Jonathan Ignatius Green? Ignatius. Ignatius, that sounds right. Let's go with that. Um, (laughs) And then I'll butcher the rest of these names. uh, Starring Humza Dees, Kaylin Slevin, and Emma Crockett. Um, This is a documentary. And it's really, um, I think being a teacher of high school students i watch kids all the time with uh, social media and their phones and this is a movie about a daredevil photographer an aspiring swimsuit model and a midwest girl next door they're all looking for things um on instagram accounts a little love acceptance and of course uh fame and this reminds me of ingrid goes west to a degree like some of the social commentary you saw in that movie so it, it caught my attention you took the words out of my mouth there with
0: the Ingrid Goes West uh, comparison it's this one has I think quite like quite a lot of the movies you've mentioned and it's got this has like a real loose indie sounding feel to it mm-hmm. um, I like the idea of a daredevil photographer not just any other photographer but a daredevil one yeah. um, it seemed like a strange mix of people the photographer the aspiring model and a girl next door um, and I'm looking forward to seeing just what they will do to get the fame, because apparently they'll do just about anything.
1: Yeah, the the uh, promotional picture that comes with it is a guy like using spray paint. It looks like he's like in a tunnel, maybe for train tracks. So, like a subway tunnel. Yeah, and so I'm like the picture alone caught my attention. It's very stunning, and I was like, yeah, I want to check this one out. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good place to start, and it's it's relevant.
0: Um, it's. I, I don't know anyone who hasn't got a social media account, whether it's Instagram or not. But um, delving into the world of, like, certainly teenage world, where yeah, followers, likes, and comments are pretty much the be all and end all when you're that age, uh, it's going to be an interesting take, and I'll be interested to see which way they take it. Because Ingrid, Ingrid, Ingrid goes west, cleverly didn't mock people who were worshiping Instagrammers, but uh, I'd like to see where this one, whether it takes the same
1: approach. Yeah, and being a documentary, um, you know, it is always curious to see the approach the filmmaker goes. Does he fly on the wall? Is it more interview-based? I'm curious to see what it's like. Yeah,
0: um, I think it's going to be a mix of the two. Um, I think it's going to show the guys at work, guys and girls at work, um, and hopefully they'll be bringing in some of their peers as well, so it kind of focuses on them and what other people have
1: to say about what they do. (coughs) Sorry about that no worries you need to drink yeah. some more of that tea yeah go figure that uh, I'm going on this trip and I am starting to get sick so life as I know it um, I certainly don't
0: mean to laugh about that but that's just bad luck
1: <laughs> yeah that's no what one, happens that... oh sorry, go carry on.
0: <laughs> yeah this is this is, is going to be an interesting first movie and I think this, this has got this has got sort of festival release written all over it mm-hmm. which is no way a bad thing
1: And we don't get documentaries here in theaters very often where I live. So when I'm at a festival, I definitely want to check out some that catch my attention on this big screen.
0: Yeah, I second that.
1: All right. So next up is Support the Girls, uh, directed by Andrew Bujowski, starring Regina Hall, Haley Lou Richardson, Shanna McHale, James LaGrasse, Dylan Galula, AJ McHale. Chalka, boy. Machalka? Machalka. I like Chalka. Let's go with that. Brooklyn Decker, Leah Delaria, uh, Jana Kramer, and John Elvis. Two big pulls for me in this movie are Regina Hall and Haley Lou Richardson. Um, did you see Columbus from last year? Uh, I didn't see Columbus,
0: but I did see Regina Hall and Strip, uh, and Hayley mm-hmm. Rich- Lou Richardson is split, and the brilliant Edge of Seventeen.
1: Yes. Oh, I love Edge of Seventeen. Um. I highly recommend Columbus. I don't know if you guys have Hulu. Um, and more importantly, I don't know if... Because the, the licensing's different on our Hulu and your Hulu and Netflix and whatnot. But um, if you can see Columbus, I love that movie. It stayed with me for days after watching it. And her performance is insanely great. Uh,
0: you know, I actually don't know if we get Hulu. I've got all of the other um, streaming sites. But I haven't... I, I just assumed Hulu was a particularly... Um, Amer- was just focus on america's but if not i will attempt to find it the blu-ray or see any yeah. other
1: stream we start to do over here yeah because you can at the very least you could rent it i suppose um but yeah the uh man the cinematography in that movie is ridiculous too but um and it stars uh john cho was the other actor in... <laughs> i love john cho yeah so right there those two people totally worth giving a chance Um, This movie, though, support the girls. Lisa Conroy is the last person you'd expect to find a highwayside sports bar with curves. (laughs) But as general manager at Double Whammies, she's come to love the place and its customers. An incurable den mother, she nurtures and protects her girls fiercely. But over the course of one day trying, one trying day, her optimism is battered from every direction. Double Whammy sells a big, weird American fantasy. But what happens when reality pokes a bunch of holes in it?
0: What a great synopsis. I've got a feeling this is going to be ridiculously funny. That's what I'm hoping for. I also appreciate that on IMDb, they list one of the cast simply as construction worker eating chicken wings.
1: (laughs) I mean, how can you go wrong?
0: Exactly. It can't be any more literal than that. But if that's anything to go by, this film's going to be extremely funny. Yeah,
1: that's what my hopes are. Um, And again, with Regina Hall's performance in Girl Strip last year... And Haley Lou Richardson, everything I've seen her in, she's been fantastic. So I couldn't um, resist. Now, these two films are actually playing at the same time this Friday, or the Friday that I'll be going. Um, if I don't see one or the other on Friday, I will be seeing it later in the week at another screening.
0: Okay. But,
1: but I don't know which one I'm doing yet, so. Flip a coin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one sounds It sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Um, I like the fact it's called double whammies it's a it's a predominant female cast so we've got that going for it yeah and it's and again it's poking fun or poking holes in this well from obviously i'm based over here in jolly old england but the the american fantasy what happens when you take a subversive look at it so from my side that's going to be interesting to look at
1: for sure and those those uh you know curved sports bars are always kind of ridiculous so it's a it's a right premise for comedy. Yeah, we say so we we don't have those over here in England all too much. We just have we just have pubs. See, Florida, where I live, we started one of them called Hooters. Yep. Yeah, and that started over in Clearwater, I believe. So um, there is one in like every city and on every street corner, basically.
0: <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, well, I say it like it's a, like I'm upset, but we don't have those over here. But I'm yeah. aware of the Hooters brand and
1: that says something <laughs> <laughs> um, next up is a late screening and they're uh, throughout the week they do like 11 1130 screenings and they're all horror type theme movies um, this one's called Bloodfest <laughs> uh, directed by Owen Edgerton starring Robbie Kay Jacob Battalion who was in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming yep. um, a name I have no idea how to even say Any guesses? Uh, Oh, shell. I don't really want... I'm going to let you butcher the names. Okay, uh... I'm good at that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Seychelle Gabriel, Tate Donovan, Barbara Dunkelman, Nick Rutherford, and Zachary Levi. Um,
0: Shazam himself.
1: Yes. Now, are you familiar with Rooster Teeth? Uh, I can't say I am, no. They got really famous uh, via the internet... Doing um, a Halo animated series called Red versus Blue. Okay. And I used to watch those all the time. And then when YouTube came out, they migrated to YouTube like most you know online videos did, and started the Rooster Teeth channel. And it's doing really well. They've had I think two YouTube Red movies, and this is uh, them again. So. Okay, interesting. I know this
0: is a comedy horror, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. the, the the rest of what they do is similar.
1: Uh, Comedy, usually. This is, I think, their first horror. But um, I love horror comedies, usually, so I'm all over this. Um, The synopsis says fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. As attendees start dying off, three teenagers with more horror film wits than real world knowledge must band together and battle through every madman, monstrosity, and terrifying scenario if they have any hope of surviving. Woohoo! Yeah, it's meta. I love it.
0: Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be just awesome if that? If the film was actually just what's going to happen? You're going. Fans flock to this film, and actually, there's a diabolical madman who's just going to chase you
1: out. I would probably, uh, mess my shorts. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice self-editing there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what a cool... A, as soon
0: as you heard the name... As soon as I saw the name Bloodfest, I thought, well, this isn't going to be a serious comedy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Oof. I'm excited about it. Um, and I like what the guys have done. I don't watch everything they do, but I was a big fan of Red versus Blue for way too many years, and that was when it was inconvenient, where you had to, like, download the episodes and watch them on your computer. Um otherwise because the bandwidth was just too slow to stream it. So I've, I've known them for a long time, so I'm excited to see what they do.
0: That's going back a bit when you're talking about bandwidth not being able to handle it. Um, yeah. This seems like finally a horror movie that can actually utilize the all of the tropes and the cliches that mm. horror movies get criticized for. So um, that's going to be fun. It'll be good to see Zach, uh, Zachary Levi uh, on the big screen again. But I think this film is going to be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to seeing what the iconic horror movies are
1: yeah me too yeah I wonder what they had licensing to use or if we're going like you know public domain with this but I'm interested yeah um so
0: I think this is going to be a lot of fun
1: on a Friday night with a big crowd that's what I'm hoping for yeah lucky man all right so let's move to Saturday um first up is Sadie uh, this is directed by Megan Griffiths, starring Sophia Mitri schloss Keep Sorry. going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melanie Linsky, John Gallagher Jr., Danielle Brooks, Tony Hale, Keith L. Williams, and T. Dennard. And right away, uh, Melanie Linsky and John Gallagher Jr. are what pulled me to this movie.
0: Absolutely. So, that's, I've got the same as well. And... Another thing that pulled me to it is uh, I'm not sure if it's the same one, but Mike McCready is providing the music from Pearl Jam.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: if that is, uh, if it is the Mike McCready, it's going to at least have a decent soundtrack to it. But this movie, okay. this movie is, uh, it's, I was drawn in by the story because it's a dramatic war type story. Um, but yeah, when you add in Melody Linsky especially, that's going mm-hmm. to, be, I really like her work.
1: Yeah. Um, she worked with um, making Blair last year and well, so I'm always excited to see what she's doing next yeah I mean well, I mean the story itself I mean it's it's,
0: it's a story of a 13 year old girl who who lives at home with her mother while her f- father serves repeated tours in the military uh, and Sadie is extremely attached to her father despite his prolonged absence uh, and when her mother begins dating a new man Sadie takes extreme measures to end the relationship and safeguard her family through the only tactics that she knows, those of war.
1: So we're going to see a 13-year-old at war with a potential stepdad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's a drama as well, so uh, I think this could be quite a heavy movie. Mm Mm-hmm,
1: for sure. And one that's really, you know, relevant with so many people still serving overseas, um, it's something that kids are going through where they're, they're growing up with one parent gone for a good reason, but still gone. So it'll be interesting to see how they, the, uh, director, Megan Griffith, to, uh, approaches this. Yeah. Um,
0: judging by the, the images and the tone of that synopsis, I think it's going to be a fairly, uh, uh I don't want to say gloomy movie, but it's not going to be much fun to be found. So true. This one though, could be one of those movies which kind of breaks out, um, and goes on to bigger, better things.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I wonder, like, you know, is this going to go dark? Or, like, I mean, obviously it's going to be upset. But, like, will there, Will she learn to accept the man? Or will she repel the man? Like, there's so many ways this could go. Um, and with John Gallagher Jr. and Melanie Linsky, like, they both have a pretty big range. So, I'm curious to see how it how it's all done.
0: Yeah, certainly in a film like this. But uh, it was never fair in Love and War, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going to work out for the stepdad.
1: True that. Um, it's definitely not a good territory for him to be in. <laughs> no. Uh, so, next um, is Final Portrait, uh, directed by Stanley Tucci, starring Jeffrey Rush, Army Hammer, Clemence Posey, uh, Tony Shaloub, and Sylvie Tested. I think. I think you got that one spot on. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know if I've seen any Tucci directed films, but I generally like Stanley Tucci, um, and Army Hammer has won me over multiple times. Uh, just last year, Free Fire and obviously Call Me by Your Name were two yeah. amazing performances for him.
0: And Jeffrey Rush as well. It's not Jeffrey mm-hmm. Rush playing the Jeffrey uh, Rush is playing the uh, the uh, topic of this movie.
1: Yes, and that is. Uh, an interesting sounding film um it's only per- playing this one night so i had to make some tough choices and and move things around just to make sure i could see this and i still don't know that i'm going to be able to because if if it's only the one night it might be that everybody tries to see it and we just can't all get in so fingers crossed because this one i for me i this one would interest me
0: um especially with that talent behind it like you i'm not i'm nothing springing to mind about a directed movie. But with yeah. Jeffrey Rush and Army Hammer
1: mm-hmm. working
0: together to lead this film, um, it's only something to look forward to. And it's a film about a sculptor and an artist, Alberto Giac- Giacometti, um, and he's kind of a, he was a he was a genius, but he was also profoundly frustrating, uh, as most artists seem to be from getting yeah. from starting to finish. So it's based on a memoir set way back in '64. Um, and it's set in, set in Paris so it's, at least it's going to look nice but uh, yeah. Lord which is being played by uh, James Lord played by Army Hammers asked by uh, Giacometti which is Jeffrey uh, Rush to sit for a portrait uh, and which uh, Giacometti promises will only take a few days but uh, as it goes on and on and on uh, James Lord ultimately starts to think how much longer can this go on as Giacometti that chaos that an- must go in a Nazi's head just plays out, and it clearly takes longer than a few days to get his portrait done.
1: Yeah, and I mean those two actors, and then with Tucci behind the camera, I'm not sure how Tony Shaloub's going to play a factor, but he's usually really entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm I'm in. It sounds really interesting, and it's a story I'm not familiar with, and those always um, interest me too.
0: Yeah, and it looks like it's going to pay fairly close, fairly closely to the. Sort of life of Giacometti. I, you know, I know bits and bobs about him. He's a Swiss um, sculptor, but um, it, it sounds like it could be quite a lot of fun as well, even though it's a biography. But you know, the idea of having a you know, the chaos of an artist on screen mm-hmm. could could work in its favour and could be quite an entertaining bar uh, pick.
1: Yeah, and then Tucci takes on so so many interesting roles. We'll ignore the Transformer movies he's been in, but what are they? Uh...
0: I try not to think about those, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got to overlook those, because he's done so much great stuff, and he's usually got um, a really good sense of drama and comedy, like, he's done some really funny roles, so I'm hoping that's kind of the approach he goes as a director.
0: Yeah, he's just a very good, he's just a very talented um, man, it's, uh, uh, so I've got no doubt that, yeah, Transformers aside, he can, he can take what he's learned and put it behind the camera.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what I'm hoping for and that'll do it for saturday we'll move into sunday the 11th um two movies that i'm planning uh we'll start with blind spotting uh, directed by carlos lopez estrada starring D- david diggs and rafael Cazal. um i'll just jump right into the uh, summary of this one colin uh it's david diggs must make it through his final three days of probation for a chance at a new beginning He works alongside his troublemaking childhood best friend, Miles, uh, Raphael Cazal, as movers forced to watch their old neighborhood become a trendy spot in the rapidly gentrifying Bay Area. When a life-altering event causes Colin to miss his mandatory curfew, the two men struggle to maintain their friendship as the changing social landscape exposes their differences.
0: It's... I like David Diggs. He He was a teacher in Wonder. So I'm, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic so it would be good yes. to see him kind of break out in a more dramatic role like this it's also been <laughs> filled as a, a comedy in a world that won't let it be one um, yeah it stars also stars uh, Janina Gavanka uh, who I follow on Twitter and she's been posting quite a few stills from the from the movie uh, which also look quite interesting as well so if you haven't seen those check them out
1: exactly and um, I don't know I have high hopes about this movie um, I can't I feel like this was at South by Southwest not this is at South by Southwest sorry at Sundance Um, but I'm having a hard time pulling that up at the moment to prove that but I think that's what originally brought me to this movie was the title I was like wait that sounds familiar I think that was um, at uh, Sundance and I've been eyeballing it since then and if I'm wrong then the name just tricked me into thinking it was at Sundance but either way I'm interested in it so yeah, and
0: I love the, I like these kind of sort of real, 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 gritty stories. Like the idea that he has to just make it through three more days of probation to kind of put himself on the right path back in his own life. And of course, there's going to be something or twists or turns that that prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of kind of reminds me somewhat of a almost like Imperial Dreams, which came out starring John Boyega in a similar type story which is just fantastic and I'm hoping this one will be just as good I mean obviously it's talking about two men uh, maintaining their friendship as the sort of the social landscape around them kind of exposes how they're both different as people there's going to be race and class uh, and friendship uh, all on the streets. so uh, this has the potential to be a very very good movie
1: yeah that's what I'm hoping for and why I'm going to see it um
0: And you're a lucky man. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Uh next up, Hereditary, the movie yeah. that we were alluding to earlier. Um, directed by Ari Aster, starring yep. the wonderful, marvelous one of my favorite actresses, Tony Collette. He also stars Gabriel Byrne, Anne Dowd, Alex Wolfe, and Millie Shapiro. And Alex Wolf has been impressing me of late. Um, he was in the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and uh, the My Friend Dahmer he plays the character that is the writer of the graphic novel that the movie was based on um and then Gabriel Byrne and Miller's Crossing is one of my favorite Coen's films and he's the reason so
0: yeah with with Colette and Byrne together they're two great well I I don't want I don't like like to use the word veterans but they're two great seasoned actors Mm mm-hmm Especially Toni Collette. Um, I yeah. still remember her performance in *The Sixth Sense* way back when.
1: Yeah, and I mean, God, she's in so many movies that I love, and had not overlooked her. But now, if I see her name attached to a project, she's a guaranteed draw for me.
0: Yep, yeah, agreed with that. I mean, this this film has buzz, man. This it has does. got so much buzz. I, I, this is the one film which I am, I'm half tempted to to to, to sell my kids. Jump on a plane and come <laughs> and watch this film.
1: And I just hope
0: it's nearly as good as it's hyped to be. I, I'm setting myself up that it will be just, you know, very good rather than explosively mm-hmm. good. But this is one I'm really looking forward to. And yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, the buzz coming out of Sundance was super high on this movie. Um, the trailer that dropped is freaky and crazy. And it's an A twenty four release, if I'm not mistaken. And it's an A twenty four, yep. Yeah, and again, uh, those guys just seem to work with me almost every time. There's been a few misses, but generally speaking, I've loved their movies, so I'm I'm all in on this. Um, I don't know. This one feels like a little bigger than the other movies, so I don't know if we need to read the synopsis or not. But
0: I I, I like the last line of the synopsis where uh, where it says uh that the film pushes pushes itself into a chilling new terrain with its shattering portrait of heritage gone to hell. That just Man. gets me... That's, yeah. that
1: I'm, I'm in, just based on that line. I mean, God, the trailer shows so many crazy things and, like, freaky moments. Um, It just looks... Even the the, the promotional photo they give us, it's creepy. It's like the lighting is creepy and the it's got, like, a Last Supper vibe because they're sitting around a dinner table. It's just... <laughs> Man, this movie looks like it's gonna freak me out, and it's like at a midnight screening, so I'm gonna have to go back to my hotel room and then try to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think yeah,
0: I think it's I think the the uh, cinematography done by Pavel Pavel, Pavel he who did uh, Tragedy Girls, uh, Boost, and also he did uh, We're Still Together, which were three awesome looking films. And judging by the trailer, this film's gonna be no different. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. But yeah, I know that you're not particularly keen on or big on horror films or good with horror films. So that will be interesting.
1: I mean, I'm not like a scaredy cat about horror, but I do (laughs) – certain horror movies don't click with me. And unfortunately, a lot of the critically acclaimed ones don't always work for me. Like I didn't like The Witch, which is an A24 film that I didn't like. Um, I didn't hate it, but it didn't – I went in really expecting to be freaked out and it just – confused me more i couldn't get past the accent of especially the father i had no idea what he was saying for like half the movie (laughs) yeah
0: i I can i can agree with you on that
1: yeah and i i thought the performances were good and obviously the the production design was really great it looked like it was set where it was but and then the goat man the the ending (laughs) i laughed so much because i was like no come on (laughs) yeah so i don't know i'm hoping this won't fall into that too because i also i didn't like it follows which was critically acclaimed and i just felt like it was you know too on the nose for what it was and the creature didn't follow the rules the movie established multiple times and that bugged me
0: no, i didn't i was i wasn't a fan of it follows i liked the initial premise of it but then i thought it got dare i say a bit too preachy yeah and also i just thought to myself what would happen if they hopped on a plane to england or australia what happens then yeah, just just a thing. that's walk under the water because it's it's uh, it it can't be killed or can't be stopped. What happens then? So um, yeah, there was too much. I like I liked the last shot of the film, which I'm not going to give mm-hmm. away for anyone. I liked that, but yeah, yeah it was uh, uh, it could have been better. Sorry to anyone who liked it, but a got... lot of people
1: love the score, and the score drove me nuts. But I was watching it with headphones on, and I think it was just too much, like in my ears, and it was like overwhelming so i didn't i didn't care for it but
0: i can't even remember that score. but uh yeah, anyway
1: yeah well that's it for sunday i'm going to end my sunday viewing with that movie late at night um and then hopefully wake up and go see the following film uh in the middle of the day called eighth grade this movie got a lot of buzz from sundance and it's because bo burnham is directing it it's his directorial debut he started i think as a youtube like personality of the standup yeah. comedian and yeah, has blown up yeah i mean he was one of the he was in rough night which
0: again i think i'm one of the only one of the four people who actually quite enjoyed that film uh, and he was in big sick which i'm yes. one of the four billion people who enjoyed that film
1: yes <laughs> rough night what that sounds so uh- familiar it was uh, Scarlett Johansson. had It was about
0: four girl, four oh. friends reunite for a bachelor party, and yeah. a stripper comes along, and they kill the stripper.
1: I and liked the guys up. in that movie. I didn't enjoy the girls elements of that movie. Um, like you know, what I mean, because you you see her husband's story going on and their story. I found the husband's yeah, story really funny.
0: Kind of contrasting to the cheese and wines
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um but this is a coming of age story, stars Elsie Fisher and Josh Hamilton. Thirteen year old Kayla endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through the last week of middle school, the end of her thus far disastrous eighth grade year before she begins high school. And listeners may remember I have a thirteen year old daughter who is finishing eighth grade and about to start high school. So of I'm really excited to see this movie. <laughs> I bet. You get some, maybe you can get some tips on on,
0: on getting her through that. I think it's a fun play on the coming of age tale, because usually, or more in more recent years, I find it's kind of the the kids are 17 to 18 years old on mm-hmm. the cusp of adulthood and leaving uh, college or university. But obviously this is a 13-year-old, a so I think that's a fun take on it, and I'm looking forward to this. I think gonna have a lot of laughs.
1: Yeah, and I've heard good things, and it's one that's been on my radar, especially Bo Burnham um, really impressed me with The Big Sick. I thought he was great as a side mm-hmm. character in that movie. But and This is an A24 <laughs> film as well. It is, and I did not know that until I was preparing for this podcast. Because um, Again, I'll probably be able to get a critic screening here when it's getting its release, but who knows when that'll be. I don't want to wait. Yeah. I want to see it now.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fun. I think it's going to have a like all coming of age films. It's going to have a good message going through it, um, and like you say, it's going to hit home for for somebody like yourself, obviously with a daughter of the same age.
1: Mm-hmm. And the next movie um, needs a little bit of a preface before I talk about it. Mm. A few years ago, um, in my film classes at school, I don't remember what brought it on, but we were talking about Bill Murray and i love bill murray um ghostbusters is the first movie i ever saw in the theater i've seen ghostbusters and groundhog day unbelievable amounts of time and i've seen most of murray's movies not all but i've seen a lot like even the more recent, like broken flowers um oh man the sophie don't forget forget,
0: scrooge dumb and dumber 2 and space jam please
1: i won't forget space jam is he in dumb and dumber 2 (laughs) He is in Dama Dama too. Oh, man. Um, Shame on... Yeah, for real. Uh, but um, also, his uh, cameo in Zombieland was one of the, my favorite parts of that yes. movie. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a documentary called The Bill Murray Stories, Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man, directed by Tommy Avalon, starring Tommy Avalon, Joel Murray, <laughs> Peter Firely, Jordan Goetz... Adam Morgan, Trevor Rathbone, and Tyler Van Aken. And as soon as I saw Bill Murray's name, I was already in. But I'm really compelled because Bill Bill Murray has tons of stories. Like, he's a le- legend. Like, people talk about him showing up at their wedding and, like, taking pictures and just being Bill Murray. And that's what this is supposed to be. It's a uh, rare and never-before-seen footage of the comedic icon participating in stories previously presumed to be urban legend, whether it be singing karaoke late at night with strangers or crashing a kickball game in the middle of the afternoon. Bill Murray lives in the moment and by doing so creates magic with real people. And as I mentioned uh, with my film class, we were talking about Bill Murray and our goal was to get him to visit our school and talk to my film class nice. um, because... I don't know if you know this about the man but he doesn't have an agent i didn't know that no he has a voicemail there's an 800 number that exists that you call leave a pitch and if he likes what he hears he'll call you back that's the legend of bill murray now he's missed a lot of jobs because of that but he's also gotten a lot of jobs that an agent would have never passed him uh to and that's um he was in what was he he just did something with john favreau Oh, Jungle Book. And uh, Favreau's got a whole story talking about this 800 number and how he almost didn't get Bill because Bill didn't call him back right away. And so he didn't think he was interested. Um, And so I was trying to get that 800 number. It never happened. Uh, But Bill Murray, if you hear this podcast and you want to come to my school, you can email me contact at Burke dot com or find me on Twitter. You know, if you use Twitter, Bill Murray, Uh, Bill, come on. Yes, please, please do. Um, but yeah, make, up, if... for, make up for make Dumb and Dumber Two. Come on, Bill. <laughs> I, you can't fully blame him for Dumb and Dumber Two. Of course, no. <laughs> um,
0: are you a fan? I love Bill Murray. Like you mentioned, Ghostbusters is one of my top twenty films of all time. Pa- partly due to Bill Murray, uh, yeah. Lost in Translation. Yes, that Round was the movie I couldn't think
1: of a minute ago. That's that's
0: it. The Royal Tenenbaums films like that everything he's uh, done with
1: Wes Anderson just amazing yeah
0: he's just a fantastic actor and I love his kind of zany oddball imagine if Bill Murray turned up to your wedding (laughs) I know just just turned up you you are at the buffet and Bill Murray's next to you getting a sausage roll but um (laughs) I just I just love the like I said just that idea of philosophy of him not having an agent doing it his own way uh I think he's he's a fantastic actor This is one I'd love to see, just to see if some of these urban legends are true and to see them come to life.
1: Yeah, and I love the idea that someone collected them, you know, because obviously with today's phones and we all are filming and taking pictures of all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's great that someone took the time to go back and find all this and make it into a movie.
0: We're the lucky ones as well.
1: Yeah. And so that's a documentary, and we're going into another documentary on Tuesday, about Mister Rogers, called "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" Uh, this premiered at Sundance as well. It's directed by Morgan Neville, starring uh, Joanne, just Joanne, John, and Jim Rogers. Oh, I guess it's Joanne, John, and Jim Joanne, Rogers. Yeah. Sorry, punctuation. <laughs> just <everybody>. Joanne. <laughs> I thought it was like share. Um, quite Zendaya. Yeah, Cher. We'll yeah, uh, David Newell, uh, who, Francois Clemens, I see. Uh, Susan Stamberg, Tom Juno. I don't know Do not. I, I got this one yo yo ma um <laughs> you know i grew up with mr rogers uh and so when i heard about this documentary i was excited and when i saw it was going to be at south by southwest i was in um you know i i'd love to see this story and see how it's told and i've heard again great things from sundance so
0: yeah i mean bill rogers is it's certainly a american staple i know that we didn't have bill rogers over here at uh, um, bill rogers Fred. over here Fred. worry. Fred Rogers. I've got safe. the on the Brenner We didn't have uh, Fred Rogers over here. I have actually seen some of his shows from when I used to go to the States when I was a kid. Oh. Um, and I know that he's obviously a beloved American, you know, kids entertainer. And there's, there's, mm-hmm. I think there's a Tom Hanks bar of it coming out of him in the there next is. year or so. But uh, originally I thought this film was an Ugly Kid Joe song. So I was wrong about that. But um, <laughs> uh, okay, I think... I'd be interested to see this film just to learn more about this legend that I've heard so much about without necessarily seeing. Mm-hmm. So I think, obviously, for somebody like yourself who's grown up on him, this is going to have a big impact.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, you know, it's a staple from a, from my age, especially. like It was a PBS show, and we would always watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and... You know, that with Sesame Street and stuff but yeah I love I love the idea of seeing this and um, you know seeing what the hype's all about.
0: Yeah and they have got his family involved as well which um, mm-hmm. so you know it's going to be an intimate portrayal and it's not going to be any conjecture.
1: Yeah and I like that it's not like some unauthorized or something like that. This is a real insight into who the man was and you know he's he brought optimism and kindness to my world when I was a kid and so it's hard to look at him with any negativity except for that fondness
0: everything I've heard about the man is one he has a fantastic selection of jumpers and secondly (laughs) he's just a a wonderful man and just reading just from the synopsis obviously he's how he taught kids about race disability equality and tragedy I mean how can that not make for a good story about a good guy
1: yeah um which goes to a weird place in our next movie because we're going to <laughs> from a good guy to a guy in prison in uh thailand so a prayer before dawn a new a24 <laughs> film directed by jean-stephan suavary Savary. yes that's probably better um starring joe cole uh based on the international bestseller a prayer before dawn is the true story of billy moore a troubled young British boxer sent yep. to one of Thailand's—sorry, I overemphasized British. <laughs> it's a surprise that we have anyone
0: capable of fighting with a stiff upper lip.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I don't—that's not my what I meant by that. But let's <laughs> yeah, go. But I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Thailand's most notorious jails. Refusing to die inside prison, Billy becomes a student of the lethal art of Muay Thai boxing, and in the process, finds a brotherhood that will guide him on an incredible journey to redemption. I gotta let you in on a dirty movie secret of mine, Matt. Go on. When I was a kid, I loved Jean Claude Van Damme. I think it's okay to like him when you are a kid. I think so too. <laughs> I think but it is. I, like um, I love Bloodsport, but I really love Kickboxer. And I was already into martial arts a lot, and I loved those because it showed a lot of the training. And I would like sit there and mimic the training. Um, and Muay Thai in that movie, like, he, like, kicks a banana tree with his shin until it breaks. And it was just, like, mind-blowing. Um, so I know... Mr. never did that. Yeah, uh, Mr. Miyagi's just waxing stuff, and this guy's kicking a tree. And, um, so I'm very familiar with Muay Thai, and obviously so is the world now because of UFC. Mm -hmm. But I was into it before UFC because of Kickboxer. And I'm excited to see this movie because I love Muay Thai... Uh, kickboxing so I'm interested in seeing how it plays it looks very dramatic it's got that prison drama feel to it in the trailer um so I I, it's they're playing twice I think and they're both midnight showings but I'm gonna try to make it to one and I'm aiming at that Tuesday night yeah I mean this is one
0: I've I've asterisked along with hereditary this is the one I would go and see because uh it's about a guy called Billy Moore he's uh from Liverpool uh same place as the Beatles. Um, Uh, He was a troubled man to start. I know the story fairly well. He was a troubled man to start with, in and out of prisons across Britain. Um, he went to Thailand to try and make a better life for himself, or at least just to escape the life he had in, in England. But he uh, he was caught. You know, he got caught up with, with the wrong crowd. He got into drugs, and certainly in that sort part of the world, that's almost a death sentence. So um, he was sent to these to this barbaric Thai prison. Um, and basically he called it the most inhuman and barbaric experience of his life. He witnessed murders, stabbings, rapes, violence from prison officers. Yeah. Uh, he, he couldn't understand the language. He's a, he's an alien in that country. Um, and the, this film was based upon his book. So it's it's literally from the horse's mouth. So this yeah. is one I am... Um, I would, again, I'm sorry, Olivia, but I'm selling you. I'm, I'm getting on the plane to come and watch this film. <laughs>
1: She's yeah sleep
0: now she can't hear me but Thank i like but i love boxing films anyway <laughs> there's too. something about this that something about the dramatic side of it but this just looks like it's, a, it's another level and like you say it's going to be a gritty raw movie and i mm-hmm. can't wait to see what you think about this
1: it's well, my um my boss a while back uh found out that i liked ufc and martial arts and stuff and was really surprised because i'm a pacifist in reality But I appreciate art in all forms, and I do think martial arts, it's an art. And, like, with UFC, obviously people are really getting hurt and and whatnot, but I think because they're both in agreement with the rules and everything, and there is rules, that it's okay. Um, You know, it's not just some guy beating up some other guy because he stepped on his sneaker at the bar. (laughs) And It's always respectful. Yeah, exactly. At least you hope so. And the fighters that I like, they show respect. Um, yeah. And then this movie, and and boxing movies in general, I I and in violent movies in general, I don't dislike them. Even though in real life, I think we shouldn't hurt each other. In movies, I'm okay with that because it's fiction, and this isn't fiction. But it's a true account of what somebody went through, and so that's compelling. Add in the Muay Thai and the boxing, and I'm I'm sold.
0: Yeah, and it's clear he came out on the right side because he's alive to tell his story.
1: Correct. So it's going to be uh, spoilers. It... Oh
0: no! Oh yeah, um, yeah. I can't, I can't um, disagree with anything you've just said. Uh, in the world we live in today, it'd be so much nicer if everyone just held hands, had a cuddle, and just got on with each other, Yeah. rather than the horrible stories here on the news. But these kind of movies are always compelling to watch because of that authenticity. So it's sounds like it it sounds like we're kind of uh hypocritical about what we're saying but yeah like you say it's it's a real it's a true account of somebody's story Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a um camera
1: we're not encouraging that you go out and hurt people by enjoying a film like this um but it's you know an insight to the world yeah exactly um so the next is another a24 film and it's on wednesday and it's really interesting, and A24 might deserve all the credit. I don't like movies about horses. <laughs> such a brilliant statement. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I've uh, actively avoided most. The ones I've seen I've not enjoyed. I have no interest with the horse lead character.
0: What was that Viggo Mortensen one about the horse? W- which was it? I'll uh, Uncle- go think of it in my head whilst he's talking is one Viggo Mortensen starred in
1: which mm. had a
0: horse in and I can't think of what it was called oh, man, that was a
1: good you're film. right is it War Horse? no that's yes that's, no, it is War yes, horse. I think so and then there is Seabiscuit and there's just, just so many there's so many and it's such a weird thing but Lean on Pete uh, directed by Andrew Hay I think by uh, starring Charlie Plummer Chloe Sevigny Steve Buscemi Travis Fimmel Justin Ray Louis Pullman Steve Zahn and alice and elliot um i saw the trailer for this uh, about a month ago and it's a24 and it looked good even though it's about a horse and a kid i'm i was sold so it's at the festival i'm gonna give it a go
0: yeah just drop your prejudice against horses i haven't done anything <laughs> to you um I know. <laughs> this is gonna be it's a british movie as well so um it i'm always interested in, in obviously british movies Hmm. but I can imagine this is this is also going to show the harsher sides of real life given it's subject matter like the, you know the guy wants a home he wants food on the table in high school he can attend yeah. um, it's going to be another A24 hard hitting movie it's got a good cast uh, Steve Buscemi in it um, yeah. Steve Zahn who I, was the weakest part of War for the Planet of the Apes but I
1: still like his work and yeah. flows In Year too yeah Steve Zahn I've been a fan going back to That Thing You Do and Pretty much mm-hmm. everything I've seen him in, like even um Saving Silverman, can't help but yeah. like that movie. um And so I'm, I you know I saw the trailer. I was very compelled. It does look gut wrenching at times, but mm. uh, you know I hope it's, it's a it's more about the boy and the horse is just yes. gives him hope. I think. um And so I think that's where the I will allow it. <laughs> yeah, I think the
0: horse is a MacGuffin. Can yes. I just
1: Can I just break? <laughs> What? Well, why well, don't you really like horses? I, I don't know. In film. I, I have no idea. And that's... I've never really been around horses in real life, so I can't even say I, like, <laughs> like them in reality, but... And I used to love Mr. Ed as a kid. Like, I watched the reruns on Nick at Night, but for some reason, horse-focused movies, I just have no interest. Okay, well, that's... You learn something new every day. It's um, a weird thing. <laughs> I wonder if the
0: horses but like a John Book uh inspired <laughs> film but who knows um yeah, know hidalgo was the film by the way vigo morstan was in hidalgo oh, yes yeah. okay War horse another, another horse one movie. which you can see that later
1: spielberg it's i think one of the few spielberg films i've not seen um and tom hiddleston's in warhorse that's who's in that one and uh seabiscuit stupid toby mcguire just <laughs>
0: stick to spider-man 3 toby
1: oh god that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um later that evening i'm going to check out a movie called pet names uh directed by carol brant starring meredith johnson renee cruz stacy Parrish, chelsea normant jake bradley liliana winkworth and christina sayo um this movie doesn't have a cast that i'm familiar with uh the director is a woman so that did get at some points but i'm kind of interested by the premise so Grad school dropout Lee spends seemingly endless days caring for her ill mother in her childhood home. A chance encounter with her ex, Cam, leads Lee to make a last minute decision to invite him on her solo camping trip. Falling into old patterns of familiarity is easy for the duo. What's hard is facing deep-seated wounds between them that never healed. Between losing Cam's dog, tripping on mushrooms, drunken nights in the bonfire burying their souls, making up dumb songs and jealous arguments, the quote vacation becomes a constant guessing game of whether or not the two will find themselves back together or never speaking again will they or won't they it's a will they or won't they with mushroom tripping scenes so yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they say so, they say you shouldn't sort of make contact with your ex so taking them on a on a camping trip could may not be the cleverest idea but yeah. this film this film's got a real indie like a proper indie I know I said about the first one but a real loose indie feel to it this one does it does Um, uh, looking at the cast um, yeah I'm not I'm not overly uh, familiar with the cast too much but it's got a female director so that's that's going to be interesting to see how how she approaches obviously the female-led film Mm -hmm. Um, so it again it's a comedy drama it's it can either go one of one of two ways it can either be too saturated sickly sweet or it can be a you know pretty touching uh, drama hopefully it'll be the latter
1: yeah and i i like indie movies i like to give those a chance especially because um they don't come close to me very often and so at the festivals it's a big opportunity it's also a good chance that depending on its distribution this might be a movie i'll only be able to see here and i want to you know, he'll be able to spread the word, because they might be on festival tour for a while, it might be a year before we see this on VOD or something, or it could be out in a month or two, who knows, but I like to pick movies like that on occasion. Yeah, and you can get, there are some gems out there for
0: every, uh, the room, there is a, there's a Brigsby Bear uh, some, so, which that. I enjoyed I'm glad you did too, I mean that was a, an indie gem, which is a proper sort of festival yep. favourite, and this could be, this could have a you know a similar um aesthetic a similar vibe i think yeah. it's certainly going to be a lot of fun
1: well and last year i saw this movie called pushing dead at the florida film festival okay. and that's about to come on vod in april and it stars james rode from psych and danny glover um and i just got to talk to the director tommy brown on uh, our top five movies interview podcast which will be dropping march 8th um great guy but i love that movie so much and i've been talking about it for a year and no one's been able to see it unless you were in an area where there was at a festival and so finally uh in april it's going to be available for everybody i can't talk about it enough and so i'm hoping to find another movie like that where i can advocate and try to help spread the word about how great it is
0: i look forward to checking it out then um
1: so next up is thursday march 15th i have two days left Uh, This movie's called Passover, uh, directed by Spike Lee and Dania Tamor, starring John Michael Hill, Julian Parker, Ryan Hollihan, and Blake DeLong. And this movie's like a play, though. It's a film play, from what I understand. Um, And so I don't think this will get a theatrical release, and I figured it's pretty interesting and Spike Lee's attached, so.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's a a playwright named uh, Antoinette Nwandu wrote it and it's got and it's it has um and dania Tamor provides stage directions Whereas spike lee is directing it from the from the movie theatrical side the movie mm-hmm. side of it sorry uh Taymor is actually on hand from from broadway i assume to actually lend that stage direction and it, premier, it premiered um last year at, the, at in, in the theatres uh, the actual mm. you know boardwalk theatres uh, so this is going to be Spike Lee's always got a cut in <coughs> sort of way of telling his stories, um, and it's about it's about two young black men talking trash, passing the time, uh, and dreaming of the promised land. So uh, and it's going to be captures captures the poetry, humor, and humanity of this. So um, it's going to be an interesting narrative, the way it's structured. I think.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm. You know, I'm hoping. Um... I want to give it a chance. It sounds it's different than most of what else is at the festival. So again, another thing I don't think I'll get to see outside of the festival probably. So, or at least not till it's on VOD. Yeah,
0: it's it's uh it's distributed by Amazon Studios, so it should be ah. on their streaming services. Well, there you go. And, it's, and they're a studio which I have I hold in high esteem as well. They've had some Me fantastic too. films. They've really Addison been.
1: Being the one far more selective than Netflix has been with what the quality of the movies they're picking.
0: Yeah, that's a definition of
1: quality over quantity. Big time, big time. Yeah. Um, next up on that day is Summer 03 uh, directed by Becky Becca Gleason starring Joey King, Andrea Savage, Paul Shear Jack Kilmer, Aaron Dark, Stephen Ruffin, um, Kelly Lamar Wilson, Logan Medina and June Squibb. Um, inspired by true events from Summer '03, centers on Jamie, a 16-year-old girl and her extended family who are left reeling after the, her calculating grandmother unveils an array of family secrets on her deathbed. Jamie is left to navigate her, oh, nascent love life, nascent, nascent. I don't know that word, um, and maintain her closest friendships in the midst of a family crisis. What does that word mean? Um... It's a a good use of the word. It's um, kind of mean,
0: it's just, it's sort of just, I think it means just starting. So it's just starting to show signs of rearing its head. Um,
1: Sorry, folks. uh, (laughs) We're all
0: learning today, so
1: this is a comedy as well. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Joey King, despite Wish Upon. And Mm. so I have high hopes uh, that she'll get to shine here. Um, Everything I've seen her in with, I haven't actually watched Wish Upon. But man, that looked really bad. I have seen it, and uh
0: it was. Uh, I think I gave it a five out of ten. There was a. It was a proper throwback to the eighties, oh, okay. with Wish, Wishmaster and things like that. But yeah, there just wasn't enough meat on the bones, if you will, to make it a good film. It, it there was a good film somewhere. Yeah, Joe and and King, she was she was, she was good in it. She tried her best to yeah. kind of lead but it, but
1: good actors and actresses work in crap movies sometimes. It just exactly. happens. Um. But she's been great with uh, Zach Braff. Um, she's worked with him on a couple of movies, and mm-hmm. I really have enjoyed her. Um, I am a fan of Braff stuff, even though he gets a lot of hate because of the mumblecore indie stuff that he does. But um, I think Wish You Were Here or Wish I Were Here. I always forget which word it is in that title, but she's uh, his daughter in that movie, and I, I really thought she was great. So I like seeing what she does, and this movie sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean... It, I can imagine the grandmother trolling the family just before she passes away, just <laughs> yeah. throwing out some family secrets, oh by the way, just before I head off, um, so that could be quite fun to watch, uh, and it'll be, it's Becca Gleason I think it's her first feature film, mm. um, she's more of a writer, she directed a show called The Commute, um, so she, a TV series over there, so okay. it's, it's her first foray into feature film, so... Hopefully she brings with it beginner's luck.
1: I hope so, and that's another reason to give it a go—the uh, directorial debut. I like to see that and give feedback, kind of thing. Not that they necessarily going to hear my feedback, but I like to give my option. Um, they might. never know. Yeah, you're going to you be know. there with them. Um, Friday, last day I'm going to get to see any movies. I'm actually there till the 17th, but my flight's like early, so I'm going to have to leave before I get to see anything. Um, but this movie is called Blaze. I think Mm -hmm. it's a movie. I'm a little unclear because it says there's a showrunner.
0: It's a biography, I know that.
1: Yeah, but a showrunner implies that it's going to be episodic. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect, but it's directed by Ethan Hawke, um, starring Benjamin Dickey, Aaliyah Shawkat, who I'm a huge fan of, Charlie Sexton, Josh Hamilton, Wyatt Russell, who's won me over several times. Uh, Jen Lyon, Chris Christopherson, Sam Rockwell, who I've expressed my love for many times. Yeah. Uh, Steve Zahn again, and Richard Linklater is listed as a cast, so that's interesting. Mm, it's, got, it's got a fantastic lineup. Wyatt yeah. Russell
0: is one who's grown on me. Um, mm-hmm. He's grown from his absolutely all four periods in Goon Two. He's he's grown a lot since then.
1: Uh Chris Christopherson's interesting as well. Yeah, that's a. I mean, you know, is he going to be playing um? Himself, I'm not really sure. Because the movie is about um, country music. So, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, Blaze is inspired by the life of Blaze Foley, the unsung songwriting legend of the Texas outlaw music movement that spawned the likes of Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson. The film weaves together three different periods of time, braiding reimagined versions of Blaze's past, present, and future. The different strands explore his love life with Sybil Rosen, his last dark night on Earth, and the impact of his songs and his death had uh, his death had on his fans friends and foes the braided storyline terminates in a bittersweet ending that acknowledges blazes profound highs and lows as well as the impressions he made on the people who shared his journey
0: it certainly sounds like it's going to be split into three acts
1: yeah based on the that.
0: showrunner yeah it's a good, uh, <laughs> ethan Hawke directing as well so um mm-hmm. i'm all up for that i i like ethan Hawke as an actor i think he's uh underrated i think agreed for most of the time
1: and i like um music movies in general even if it's not a genre i'm a big fan of like i'm not a country fan but i like seeing musicians actually i guess i like seeing um people who are passionate about something doing the thing they're passionate about so songwriting um cooking i like i love movies about chefs a lot of times Mm -hmm. if they're good there's not horses Yes, and so, not horses. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about this film. The downside is it's playing at the same time as the second Doug Loves Movies, so I have to make a choice, and that's a hard choice to make. But right now I'm leaning towards Blaze.
0: Yeah, that Doug Loves Movies you may be able to listen to after. so Definitely can. Exactly. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of country music uh, in general, Um, I know one of this guy's songs, I think it's called Clay Pigeons. Um, Mm. So if anyone's heard that, then hopefully they'll they'll understand that reference. And if so, pat on the back for me. But um, I think this could be quite good. Um, Like you say, if it's going to be set in three different time periods, I think that, uh, and one of them is about a love affair. One of them is about Mm. his, quote unquote, last dark night on earth, which just sounds terribly depressing. Yeah, it does. Uh, And a third one, obviously the impact of his songs... And his death on his fa- fans, friends, and foes. So, if anything, it's not going to be a fun, a comedy to watch. But um, no, nope. it's gonna. If Ethan, if if Ethan Hawke can kind of tap into that emotional heft that it seems to become with it, this could end up being quite a good um, biography. Of, yeah. For me, somebody I'm not overly familiar with.
1: Yeah, and it's a, I like learning about people that I don't know in that way, and I like that Hawk and Linklater have switched places. As Linklater has used Hawk in a lot of his yes. big movies, and now it's flipped, and he's directing, and is acting apparently. So.
0: I'll be interested, yeah. I'm interested to see how that switch up's going to work out and what Linklater actually does. Um, yeah. And obviously, I could say Chris Christopherson if he's going to be singing or. um, But it's interesting. i could interested to see what Hawk Ethan Hawk can do. He can't be any worse than his cameo in Valerian. Ugh.
1: Valerian. Sorry, guys. <laughs> There was that one cool sequence in that movie, but um, the last movie that I'm planning on talking about right now—it's not the last movie I'm going to see because it's, it's earlier in the evening—but uh, there's one name on this list that made me pick this movie. The movie's called Thunder Road, directed by Jim Cummings. By uh, man, I did that a lot. Starring Kendall Farr, Jim Cummings, uh Nickin Robinson, um, Jocelyn DeBoyer, man, De Boyer. Man, names. Um, Macon Blair. There's Mm -hmm. the name. Bill Wise, Jordan Fox, and Chelsea Edmondson. Um, Officer Arnod raises his daughter as a love letter to his late mom, based on the 2016 short film, Making Blair. Your man. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. If his name's attached to something, I'm going to give it a go. Um, It sounds... I am also very a sucker for uh, a dad raising a daughter. Like... I, I am a dad with a daughter, so anytime that's a, a factor in a film, I tend to give it a chance. So,
0: And it gives me tips on what to look forward to, because my daughter's just coming on two years old, so uh, <laughs> hopefully I can get some tips from this.
1: Yeah, or or what not to do, right? Like <laughs> Who knows well, yeah, yet? Because yeah. yeah. it, it is weird that it's a love letter to his late mom, not his wife, not the girl's mom, the girl's but mother, his yeah. mom. So I don't know how that works. Uh,
0: well, again, this, this is classed as a comedy slash drama. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I had to double take when I read that because at first I thought it was a love letter to the girl's late mother, but then I yes. realised it was uh, Officer out And it's based off a short film as well, so um, I'll be interested to see how they take that element of a two, three, however, however short the film was and stretch mm-hmm. that out. Um, it's... Yeah. At first, I thought it was a biography, a biopic about Bruce Springsteen, but I was wrong on that one again as well.
1: <laughs> See, I would have thought Garth Brooks, um, oh, but that's not your roles, isn't it? My bad. I don't do country music. So, <laughs> If you watch Blaze, you may have a better understanding. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, this also has the shortest synopsis out of every movie I looked at on the website. And yeah. That's interesting too, because it's not giving us very much of what to expect in this film. Uh, no, uh, it's
0: that's, it hasn't been easy to find anything about it, about it really either. But I mean, in terms of having Mike and Blair in there, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you think? What do you think he can bring, or he will bring to this film, judging by his presence and the
1: synopsis? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell because he's played a lot of different characters. I mean, you have, like, the cameo in The Florida Project, where he's just a guy who, you know, did stuff. Um, and then you have him as a white supremacist in Green Room. Uh, the very sympathetic, the sympathetic character from Blue Ruin um, in Murder Party, which I know you haven't seen. But, I need to catch up on that. Oh, man. Um, they're a... I don't even want to talk about because it it's such... I had no idea what I was getting into uh, with a movie called Murder Party, right? <laughs> Um. but and then he was um, he had a, a pretty big role what was the other movie cause oh um oh Dirty it, oh I can't think of it. it was a Netflix original from last year with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones oh um oh, I cannot think of what it's called but Macon Blair had a really good role as like the brother of a deceased uh, soldier I think it was um and he that's had a gonna, I can't think it's Dirty Something. That is. It's dirty something. I just cannot think of what it is, but um I can't even think of the actor's name right now, who's the lead in that the guy Jamie on Game of Thrones. Um Oh uh,
0: and then he's think- in
1: Dirty Thing uh, Is that what it is? I can't I it its i can not it has gone right. it's gone. It's gone
0: for my the only one I think the only one I can think of that um Jamie <laughs> Lannister when was a uh, shot caller? Mm mm.
1: But it wasn't I don't that
0: think one. That was it. it wasn't that one, no. But
1: um he's such a good actor. The question I really have though is how big of a role is he gonna have in this? Is it gonna be a quick cameo or is he gonna have a major leading it role in this? Like a maybe the not the lead, obviously, I think I'm assuming Jim Cummings is the lead. Um but, you know, maybe like a best friend character or something like that where he'll have something to do. Um but yeah it's on my list because of blair i saw blair's name and i was like yep i'm in yeah
0: it's and without much more to go but go on this is this that's probably quite it's it's a good one to end on because you know this could go either way because you don't know we don't know much about it uh so it could end up being a triumphant kind of end taking a short film and make it into this beautiful uh feature film or it could be maudlin but uh with Michael Blair in it, and I know your passion for that man. <laughs> Holding hold out. Holding out for it.
1: So, it was not dirty. It's called Small Crimes on Netflix, um, with uh, Nicolaj Costa-Waldo, who's the Jay- name, I can't remember. Jamie uh, Allister. Robert Forrester plays his father. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Robert Forrester from Jackie Brown. And then um, Macon Blair is, he got a big role in the movie. Um, and Gary Cole's also in it, who is in a lot of great stuff but yeah um i like small crimes it's not perfect but i enjoyed it uh as a netflix original
0: uh, haven't, okay, i haven't seen that one netflix usually if i see seen netflix original i run a mile at the minute so um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i will check that one out on your recommendation
1: yep keep it's it is kind of a like it's not a noir exactly but it's got the fatalistic cynicism that noir has so go in with that it's 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 not going to be a happy movie Excellent, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my South by Southwest mini, mini plans. Because, like, I'm planning on seeing about four movies a day. But my schedule is definitely going to fluctuate. These are movies that I'm going to make a strong effort to see on those days. And most likely that I will. Uh, the other things are going to be up in the air. I don't know, like travel. I am very nervous about the getting from one theater to another. Because there's like seven or eight theaters participating with this festival that I think if you're, like, the farthest apart is, like, 20 minutes. And there is, like, shuttles and stuff, but just scheduling everything, I don't know if I've made, like, choices that are going to be impossible to make to the next show. So I'm going to be in flux, but these are the movies that I'm going to make a very strong effort to see.
0: I look forward to hearing what you say about them, and hopefully the travel isn't too much of a problem um, for you and you actually get to see them. Um, For for South by Southwest, there is one short film which may cause a bit of uh, undue confusion uh, there's a short film called Solo which I think some people might get the wrong oh. end of the stick when they run to go and watch Solo and it's a three and a half minute film I think from India
1: oh interesting
0: so um, yeah, if anyone out there is listening and they're expecting to see um, <laughs> the, the, the origins films. of Han Solo you'd yeah. be disappointed it could end up being a very good short film but it's not going to be about Han Solo and his dog
1: or is it <laughs> ah, yes. It's the, the Millennium, you know, Falcon Falcon, it's an actual falcon. But um
0: but yeah, I hope the travel works out for you here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um I am excited though. It's this is a big trip. Um I'm very grateful that I'm getting this opportunity and I will be writing reviews for everything I see at the festival. You can read them all at burkreviews.com. You can follow me on Twitter, which I'll be tweeting in between the movies, I'm sure. Um, or on Instagram at Burke Reviews, and um, Matt, where can people follow you? Uh, they can find me at What I Watch Tonight dot
0: co uk, Twitter at W I W T underscore uk, and on Instagram at What I Watch Tonight. And I will be f- curiously checking out John's Twitter after Hereditary because I think he's going to be tweeting all yeah. night. Yeah, just, just I can't sleep.
1: I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah. Um. With that, though, uh, before we log off completely, Matt and I started a podcast called the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. Uh, we do it monthly, where we review movies from the previous month. So f- check that out. If you like what you heard tonight, you might like what you uh, our first episode's out for February. You will like it. That's been the consensus of everyone I know who's listened to it. <laughs> Always good to hear. That no, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we
0: just we we pick four films, or at least four films that have come out in that calendar month. Um, and we and we, we talk about them and you know we don't always agree on them, which is you know the best aspect of it. Um, and I know that for this coming month, March, uh, we had trouble picking films because there's so many <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully the four or five films we pick can uh, can all be a success, but I don't hold out hope.
1: Yeah, plus I'm gonna be at the festival. so like I'm gonna see a lot of movies this month <laughs> and there will be a section for South by Southwest mentions as well. Mm-hmm. anything that it's worth talking about um, but Matt thank you again for giving up some of your time I know you are probably super late where you are yeah no worries whatsoever Any anytime it's 7 minutes
0: past 1 in the morning so I'm oh, going to go and tiptoe tiptoe into the bedroom now and catch up on some sleep but um, no it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege and an honor to be here and I love talking movies with you
1: alright Matt thanks a lot no worries enjoy the festival thank you peace everybody this has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.